0: to eye sports. This is dorm room sports talk.
1: Hello, welcome back. Eye to eye sports giving you episode seven of dorm room sports talk. Should be a good one tonight. I'm excited. The boys
2: are excited. But I'm gonna let Trish, Tristan, go at it for you. Tristan, what do we got on the board? Uh, so this week we're gonna be talking about the, about NCAA football. It's championship weekend. It's gonna be a blast. We got some great matchups coming. Uh, We're going to talk about who we think makes the playoffs, some situations, maybe a way in which Alabama could get in. Or should a two-loss team that's a conference championship make it over a one-loss team like Alabama who does not have um, a conference title? Um, also, we are we will discuss Greg Schiano and how that situation did not work out well for him in Tennessee. Next, we move to the NFL. We'll discuss uh, who wins the NFC South, which is actually a really competitive division. They got three teams with at least seven wins, so they're looking good. Also, we'll tackle who's better, Antonio Brown or Julio Jones. Also, should Patrick Mahomes be considered to start? over uh alex smith <laughs> also the giants bench eli in a surprising move i don't know why the giants would do that it's not like they get any better by doing this it's not like geno smith or it's not like they whoever get any the worse. other guy is yeah but it's not like they get better for the future anyway we'll get to that uh also to the nba we'll discuss derrick rose um Fizdale getting fired what is the future of marcus saul also the clippers um Blake Griffin just went down with an injury. This team, not looking good. They don't have a very good future either. What should the Clippers do? And we'll quickly discuss how LeBron James got ejected for the first time in his career. And then, as usual, we'll finish up with our picks for this week. So let's start with championship weekend. We got some big-time matchups, uh, and we'll talk about some situations for the playoff as well. So the ACC championship game, big Bigland- on... Big implications. What do you guys feel about that game and the winner of that game? Where do they go? All right,
3: so this is simple. The ACC champion will be in the college football playoff. You got Clemson. You got Miami. A one-loss ACC champion is definitely going to be in the playoff. Clemson definitely has the edge. They're experienced, although Deshaun Watson's obviously not there. Dabo Sweeney is the best coach in college football, not named Nick Saban. So he's
4: going to get his guys fired up, and they're going to figure out a way to make their third consecutive playoff. I'm not convinced Miami makes it if they win the conference championship, to be honest with you. They just took a a fat L from Pitt football. (laughs) who really hasn't (laughs) doing so well this (laughs) this year. I don't think that the committee will like that too much. And that's not to say that the – who was it? The other team that they're playing, Clemson. Clemson, <laughs> they're the number they're, one. The number one the they're number one team in the country right now. So I guys. think that I think that they definitely have a. I think that they definitely are in, no matter what. Um, obviously, again, there's a chance, but I think that that loss to Pitt will not bode well for Miami. I promise you, if Miami, a one-loss ACC champion
3: with a win over Clemson, the number one team in the country, will be in the college football playoff, there is no way the winner of the ACC championship or the SEC champion doesn't make the playoff?
2: Uh, Well, I have a problem with Auburn being in the top four because they have two losses. And if you have two losses and there are a bunch of other teams with one loss, no matter who it is, I don't think you should be... But in they the beat top two four. number ones. No, I do they I beat agree two number Tristan. one
1: teams. You, you cannot make the playoffs if you have two losses. Dude, Wisconsin, Wisconsin's
5: best team that they played was the struggling Michigan Yes, team.
2: okay, we can all agree Wisconsin has a light schedule. They but, don't deserve but the a... fact is they're a Big Ten team that's undefeated. So say they win the Big Ten championship, yeah, they're going to be in. But if they lose, they're definitely out. Um. I don't I'm know who hops in. If Wisconsin was... loses, I think Bama probably steps into that fourth spot. Wasn't one of Auburn's losses to Clemson? Yeah, that's, yes. that's, yes.
4: that's, 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 that's going to bode well for that. that's them. That's
2: the perfect
3: point. They've beaten Georgia when they were number one. They've beaten Alabama when they're number one. They would have to beat Georgia again to make the playoff, and one of their losses was to Clemson. Auburn is a really good football team. You don't think those two losses are going to— I am not going to hold a loss against the number one team in the country to them. Well, what, how does the playoff committee look at that? Well, the playoff committee has already said they're number two, the two, number two team in the country. They'll be in the playoff if they win the SEC championship.
1: I, I, just, just, I just can't see a two-loss a two team making the playoff. Didn't Ohio
5: well, State make it with two losses? Wisconsin's going to lose to Ohio State. I you think that's the fact, yeah. Do you think then
3: Ohio that, makes it? No. Then Alabama would, yeah. in my opinion, Alabama makes Agreed. it. Because if you look at what happened last year, Ohio State was a one loss team that didn't have a championship game. Penn State, two loss team, won the Big Ten. Penn State did not get in. Ohio State did get in with two losses. No, they no. Won. I think Ohio Penn, State. Penn State uh, had yes, two losses and they did, okay, not, and they yes, did yes, yes. not get in. But they did not win. But they won a championship. I, I true. I guess the point though is is there already <laughs> That's my number point. two.
1: There's never been in this playoff football uh, top four. There's never been a two loss team to make it, and I cannot see it happening. I just don't see it happening, but. Hey, that's, in my eyes, I think the committee is going to look, how many losses do you have? Did you win your conference championship? But the, the, <laughs>
3: the number one thing for the playoff is winning a conference championship. Right, right. Auburn will win a conference championship. Alabama will not. Wisconsin will not.
2: And well, if Wisconsin okay, does okay. not Alabama I think, gets in. I think yeah. we can all agree Wisconsin is, like, the outlier in this top four right now. They're there because they're undefeated. Right. But say yeah. they beat Ohio State, like, obviously they're going to remain Jonathan Taylor is going to have to go off if they're going to do that. Yeah. Th- they're going to have to play Lights out of their minds. Yeah. But what, what I don't understand about the top four currently is um, is how Auburn jumped all the way to number two. I. In my mind, they're not better than Oklahoma. Oklahoma should be number two in my opinion now. I don't know I'm not sure how much of a difference that makes being number two or number three. But still, Auburn jumping all the way to number two with two losses doesn't make sense to me at all. Um, so let's give boys, let's give our thoughts on um, the whole Greg Schiano situation. What do you guys think? Tennessee basically hired him? People protested and then it didn't happen. What do you guys think of that whole situation? Well, the, the story is that essentially
4: the reason why people protested allegedly is because um, it, he had ties to Penn State during that whole scandal. I, I, I disagree with that so much. I, I 100% believe that they're protesting because they don't want him as a coach. They want Gruden as a coach, which is unbelievably uh, unrealistic because he has offers from many NFL teams that he routinely turns down. Why would he go to Tennessee football to coach? I mean, they're trying to get rid of him so that they can get Gruden in, but Gruden really doesn't want to come in. Shiano is well-respected at Ohio State. He's well-respected in the league, and he would have been a great option for them. I don't see why, A, you let the fans decide, you know, what's the best move for you by protesting or whatever else. But, B, I don't see why you're getting rid of a qualified candidate.
3: I just want to add that this Penn State story that he's involved in the fact that he's involved is a false story. There was a dean or a Penn State trustee who said this, I can confidently say that Coach Greg Schiano had nothing to do with the Sandusky scandal. Any stories about his involvement are completely uncorroborated and without basis, in fact. Tennessee either didn't do their research or did their research and felt he was qualified enough to be the head coach. Then a mob showed up and they decided they were not going to hire him. Greg Schiano is being attacked for no reason at all. There is no basis in this finding. And for Tennessee just to jump ship and
1: let the fans decide what they did is ridiculous? The, the, the report is almost like that SpongeBob where he's like, I knew this guy who knew this guy who knew this guy who knew this guy's, <laughs> guy's cousin. That's literally what it's like to me. It's a terrible report. It's not true. You know, I, I've I've watched plenty of ESPN, and, and I've I've read articles about this, and just everybody agrees that he has no uh, there's no ties to him at all. And what's you know difficult for me to to Tennessee was once a top tier football program, one of the one of the biggest names in college football, up there with an Alabama, with a current day uh, Oklahoma or, or Auburn or Clemson. With something like this, they're going to continue to just try to, uh, you know, redefine their future, and it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen with stuff like this that comes out. It's a shame because I thought Shiana would do a good job and try to rebuild that program, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. The
3: University of Tennessee is dysfunctional, and there is no way to believe this is going to be fixed anytime soon. This was a disaster, a PR disaster and a complete lack of accountability on the part of the people at the university of Tennessee. Yeah,
2: definitely going to be difficult for Tennessee to get back to where they once were. Should be a crazy weekend in college football. Now let's move to the pros. Uh, The NFC South fellas, uh, they're pretty much a powerhouse uh, division right now. Saints are eight and three Panthers are eight and three and the Falcons are seven and four. We don't talk about the bucks. They're four and seven. They're not good. Um, So, which team do you guys see coming out on top in this division and could you potentially or or which one of these teams is, is realistically has the best shot at the Super Bowl? I think in the NFC South, I'm rolling with the Panthers. And I'll
1: tell you why. I Think you're wrong. <laughs> you <laughs> can ri- wrong. you can ride a good defense and we've seen these great Drew Brees led offenses and it doesn't it doesn't work. It you know, they, they finish 7-9, and, and nine seems to be what, what the, a Drew Brees-led team continues to be like. And now that that Saints defense is beginning to look a lot, is very suspect. Very, very suspect. And I think the Panthers can ride a good defense. And obviously the Falcons are, are a good offensive team. I think there's a possibility that all three of these teams will make the playoffs. But to me, I think the Panthers are going to come out on top.
5: I'm taking New Orleans. Um, I think they have the best coach-quarterback relationship in combination. Yes, they lost last week, but that was after an eight-game win Have you heard
3: of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady?
5: No, I'm saying out of that division. In the division. In the division.
2: (laughs) Relax, Um, relax. Um,
5: But, yeah, I mean, obviously Kamara is just balling out. He looked phenomenal last week. Even in the loss, he was breaking tackles. He's just a playmaker. He's just a great running back. Um, And, like I said, I'm taking the best quarterback and coach – Relationship. Their defense, yes, they struggled last week, but the, I think they get back on track. I don't think Carolina has, or Cam Newton rather, has it in them to, to make it to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, these teams all looked pretty similar to me as far as uh, the strength of the how their season's going. I was going to give it to whoever, whoever had the easiest schedule, but their schedules are all pretty much the same. They all play each other plus one other good team. I'm going to give it to the Saints. Uh, the Saints. I disagree with Johnny. Their defense has looked great all season, and not w- the last two once, weeks. Uh, I mean, they weren't that bad. Last no, time. No,
3: no Marshawn Lattimore. That's big.
0: They yeah. they, That's huge. they gave up twenty six points to Jared Goff in this Rams. Jared Goff is having a potentially MVP caliber year, and the Rams are a great team. I'm not super worried about the quality of the defense based off of that game. Um, I just I, don't, I I I've always believed in Drew Brees, and he finally has a team around him that can actually support him and not need him to carry them. But Drew Brees, better than Matt Ryan and better than Cam Newton, can carry a team. So I'll give it to the Saints.
1: They let up 31 to the Redskins.
0: I I also believe in Kirk Cousins. I love Kirk <laughs> Cousins. How I, can
1: you not like Kirk Cousins? I think it's too early to call this division.
4: Like Dylan just said, they all need to play each other, and those games will be huge. Uh, the Falcons next week play the Vikings. So I don't know. The way Case Keenum and the, the squad have been playing, that's pretty much a loss. But they have to play the Saints twice. If they can show up and, and uh, get the win in those, then that puts them in a really good position. They also have to play the Buccaneers, which is pretty much a guaranteed win. And and the Panthers is going to be another tough one. But, you know, if they can win three of those games, and the same goes for everyone, obviously, if they can win against uh, in these interconference conference matchups, then that's going to be really, really good for them and uh, their playoff hopes. I'm picking the Saints solely
3: because they have a little bit easier of a schedule. Two of their final three games... They've got one game against Halman's Jets, who are not good. And then they have the Bucks last week of the season. I'll take Drew Brees, and that defense is legit when Marshawn Lattimore's back. He's the best rookie defensive player in the league. And I think
4: that that loss last week will bode well for them. Um, they they had some trouble uh, holding, you know, they had, I don't know, They I felt like they had pressure on to keep this streak going. And now that that pressure's off, I feel like that can only help them.
2: I actually, th- I thought the Saints played fairly well last week. They just happened to go up against the Rams, who are actually a really good team. Top four. So offense. I think, yeah. uh, like Tim said, I think this division is is up for grabs. But I just have this feeling that none of these teams are actually legitimate like contenders. Like I just feel like none of them. I think the Patriots could beat anyone. I any just, of these teams. I just, I don't feel like they're actually that good. I don't know why. Don't like,
3: sleep on your boy Case Keenum. Something tells me this guy is going to lead the Vikings to the Super Bowl. He it's great it's last a week. it's a bold pick. I don't know why, but something wow. tells me that Case Keenum is a beast and is going to lead a team to the Super okay, Bowl. He doesn't like, even know what a, he, he doesn't, doesn't even
2: know what a playoff game smells like. Okay, but like here's 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 my point about about the NFC South. It's like I feel none well, of these I, teams of Goff. are even close to be good enough good enough to be beating the Vikings or the Eagles or the Rams anytime – or maybe the Rams, but the Vikings or the Eagles anytime soon. I feel like they're just kind of playing along. So I'm not sure how legit any of these teams actually well, are. Well, if New
5: Orleans were to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs, that will – Well, they're not going to. I mean, to. G- they'll get the – at best, Look at the
2: two seed. At best, yes. At best. I
0: think best. if you throw Drew Brees, Mark Ingram, and Kamara out there, they can be the best offense in the league yeah. in any given week and I, I think their defense will be the deciding factor, and I think their defense will be able to win them some playoff games.
2: Yeah. Um, it's definitely – that will definitely be an interesting run down the stretch, especially with a bunch of divisional games coming up. Uh, so let's talk, let's talk the, about uh, Antonio Brown and Julio Jones. These two guys have been the best rec- top two receivers in the league past few years. Um, Brown with Ben Roethlisberger, Jones with Matty Ice. Which which receiver is better in, in your mind? For for a team, maybe in the talents individually, which, which player is better? Our, just to clarify, are we talking this year or career? I would say this year right now. This year right okay. now. Okay.
5: Yeah. Um, I mean, they both put on a show this mm, past well, week. Okay. Yeah, Julio we went change. 12 <laughs> for 253 and two touchdowns. Antonio went 10 for 169 and two touchdowns. Uh, I've always thought Julio was better. I think he just physically is a better receiver. Uh, Antonio, obviously, is a great route runner. They're both equally as good. But the thing I look at is off-the-field issues and on-the-field issues. Julio has never had an issue with that. Antonio had issues with Big Ben earlier this year about not getting enough passes. That's not a good sign. And then, obviously, last year with Facebook Live in the locker room, I think Julio is a little more mature. Um, They're 1-2 and right now in receiving yards. They're both extremely talented. So I'm
1: just going to look at the the on-the-field and off-the-field issues,
5: and I think Julio is the more mature player.
1: Yeah, Nick, you hit the nail on the head. You know, they are so close in in talent. Um, I think Julio Jones has the better intangibles to be the better receiver. But they're basically, I don't even like to make this debate of who's who's actually better on the field. But you hit the nail on the head. It's off the field. It's off the field. We remember that. Um, infamous locker room incident antonio brown comes in filming the locker room filming tomlin and that was a bad look i think if we're looking who you want on your team to to make your team um, a better environment yeah i'm picking julio you want
0: to know who the best receiver in the nfl is it's odell beckham oh Jr. my god stop stop, stop he's is, he is no. unfortunately hurt right now
4: wrong.
0: If, was, wrong if he was if he was i'm wrong yes i'm wrong uh, in his first three seasons, he did better than Julio and Antonio in their first three seasons by a long shot. Um, Odell has not even begun to enter his prime. Per season, even despite the fact that Odell is so young, not including seasons where these guys have been hurt, Odell averages 1,374 yards per season. Brown and Julio average forty three and 1,344 so they're comparable in the amount of yards they get. They uh, 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 Odell's been really in more touchdown catches. You can credit that to the Giants' terrible offense, maybe. But at this point in his career, he's at least on the same level as them. And as he enters his prime, he'll prove to be much better than them.
3: He is not on the same level as yeah, that's Julio a Jones take. or and Antonio Brown. Guy. Is, as far as Antonio Brown and Julio Jones, I don't know if one's necessarily better. They're different receivers. Antonio Brown's got the breakaway speed that... I prefer he can just change a game on one play, but
4: Julio's big, he's physical. They're different receivers, and they're both really good at what they do. I um I think that, you know, just looking at numbers here, Julio has something like 200 less, uh little, like 150 actually, 150 less receptions than Julio. I think that if he got targeted the same amount, and, you know, don't forget, Roddy White was there. Uh, in the beginning of Julio's career, another all-star receiver. Even up until the end, he was doing really well. I think that if Julio was on the Steelers, I think that his numbers would be far better than Antonio Brown's have been. Um, just because, you know, he's really the only game in town there. Now that Juju's coming up, though, so he's doing all right. But um, <laughs> Juju. But, but up until, <laughs> he's got
2: great celebrations.
4: Of course. Up until this year, though, Antonio Brown really was the – the the guy in Pittsburgh for catching balls and Julio didn't get that up until more recently.
2: Well, I th- I feel like if I want someone to go get me, like if I want to if I want a guy that I can throw and can go get me a completion, I want Julio Jones. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, just going back to Dylan's dumb,
1: stupid take. I <laughs> thought I would be the one to make a dumb take. Um, I, I was going to come in John. here and and classify <laughs> that Adam Thielen was actually in this top. Top oh three tier oh, that is Julio bad. and Antonio man's, The man's a beast, but, but he is not in the same category. But I didn't want to sound that stupid. So, Dill, um, save that for another week.
0: I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what is so wrong with Odell okay, Beckham he Jr. Brings, he has Here's a lot the of baggage, Besides a his, lot of off-the-field issues. All right, you guys keep talking about off-the-field issues, but if, if they count. produce on the field, then what does it matter?
5: Well, he went to Miami... And, and he didn't produce. Who cares? We'll drop three passes in that the game. The only thing
3: you've talked about is off the field so yeah, far. Yeah, because I don't think compa- off the field issues
0: determine. If, if I want player. someone on my
5: team, if I'm taking Julio Antonio, they're all obviously extremely talented.
3: Okay, it's, you can't,
0: this, this argument the can reason apply that, to Josh Gordon, but it can't apply to two, these three receivers that off the field issues are such a minor part of their The Di- Giants
3: did not lose a game because
5: Odell hung out on a boat.
0: That well, he
3: nothing, blew that
5: playoff game. He blew it. He was terrible. He dropped four passes.
1: I'm going to have to agree with you. He dropped four passes. Yeah, he I'm dro- with you. I'm with he Kyle. He dropped. Four, Julio
5: was incredible the in the Super Bowl, too. He dropped two early touchdowns. You know two early touchdowns. Do you know why that they
0: were there? good else. catch. Do you know why, why they same. were in that playoff game? They were in that playoff game because he brought them there. He, I think he's the most highest played player in the NFL. Besides
3: the two ridiculous catches Julio Jones had, he had like four catches in the whole Super Bowl. One of them
5: should have set up the game-winning field goal, but Mike Shanahan doesn't know how to.
0: Mike
3: Shanahan hasn't been in the league for years. Not Mike Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan
0: the Pats won enough. that game despite Julio Jones. Julio Jones looked awesome in that game. He, he was did. he was fantastic. If I'm picking
1: a receiver, I want Thielen. All right, let's move Stop. on. Stop. That's we enough. Get, yeah, let's. Let's, yeah, let's chill. Okay,
0: wait. You have to just catch the football. Who's the best at catching the football? Julio. All right,
2: I'm Julio. taking Julio Jones. Oh my god. I'm taking Rob Gronkowski. No, Odell, I don't, I don't care Jr. about the one hand. I want at the end, end of the right, game right. for a helmet. Larry Fitzgerald. All right, let's move on. Open
0: field. Odell is awesome.
2: Okay, so let's let's address. Um, the Kansas City issue here. Oh, uh, What's the Kansas... Actually, I'll have Nick
1: tell me. What's the Kansas City issue? Alex Smith is Alex well Smith. Oh. I found it a very
5: interesting t- statistic. I'm, I'm sorry. I is gotta, this
1: going to be a statistic I on got, why Alex Smith is no, really good? No, I got to uh, give up on gonna him. Are you going to compare him to like the 1920 no, like
5: Buffalo so Wild since, Hawks? Since 2013, <laughs> his pass rating on past attempts of more than 20 yards has fallen off dramatically in the second half of the season. September, October, 92... 111 and then November, December and January down to 63 and 68. So this is another season where we see the second half of the the year he's been blowing it and I'll I'll admit it. I give up. <laughs> I give up. Not a good look. This is luck. a family
2: show. I give up. But- Oh my god. He's submitted. I'm giving Tyler, up. Tyler, right, what do do? Alright, let's move on. We don't even need to discuss stuff. <laughs> okay, no. Okay, we don't have to talk about Alex Smith, but let's talk about Patrick Mahomes. My boy. Does this guy get a shot this year? No. Does he get a shot? This
3: no. year he won't get no. a shot and probably shouldn't get a shot because there was that whole Nathan Peterman disaster, but I say go for it. It may be overcoaching. It may be a little bit much, but Alex Smith is awful. <laughs> I do not care what anybody says. I'm looking at you, Nick Howman. Know. The guy is bad. The guy is no better or worse than Geno Smith. Whoa, or, okay. Okay,
2: I okay. Mean, okay. now that's bad. I, that's, all right, Tyler, disagree. That's didn't too much, <laughs> Tyler, Tyler.
4: Didn't you just crucify uh, the Bills for benching their quarterback with a winning record? How can you say that benching Alex Smith is the right move here after that take last week? Because it's Alex Smith.
0: Oh, and I like because
2: Alex I Smith. freaking and hate. Alex oh. Smith wait, wait. wait. And the why. Chiefs have lost four out of their last five. Correct. Yeah. Alex Smith so. has, has
0: been exposed as a game manager, but he's a he's the best game manager in the league. Yeah. He can win a playoff game.
2: Oh. He can
0: handle it well, well enough to not turn the Which, ball over and and help them. He he won't hurt them. He right. won't hurt them enough that he should be a starter. That's my case for him. He's the best game manager in the league. Half, I'd argue, half the teams in the NFL
4: the best, have QBs the that will hurt game them. <laughs> I'd argue the drop in Hunt's performance has been yeah, more and detrimental and, yeah. than yeah. the Chiefs. But than yeah. Alex Smith, rather. Because the they lose
2: their balanced attack. Yeah. Exactly. Um, all right, so let's move on. Let's talk about the whole Giants situation. Eli Manning is going to be benched. I don't understand this move. You don't get any better because Geno Smith is not your future. And who's the other guy? I don't even know. Davis Webb. And Davis Webb is not their future. So what do you gain by doing this?
5: Well, here's the thing. A lot of people on Twitter, including Eli's former teammates, are freaking out over this. But in reality, Eli was given the opportunity to continue his streak, and he declined. This is his direct quote. He
2: did not decline. Yes, he did. That is fake news. He absolutely declined. is not fake
5: This is fake news. It would have been it, so embarrassing. No, 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 no. no. This is Eli's direct quote. Coach McAdoo told me I could continue to start while Gino and Davis are given an opportunity to play. My feeling is that if you're going to play the other guys, play them. Starting just to keep the streak going and knowing you won't finish the game and have a chance to win, it is
1: pointless. I then why like does he keep play? saying he lost his job? Because he did lose the his job. Fly- the guy got fired. He said, I'm... Then... It wouldn't be losing his job. It would be, I don't want to do this anymore. No, to go out no. there for one drive or one snap or
0: whatever it would have been and then come I, out of the I game would really have been humiliating Don't you yeah. want to play? I
1: absolutely doubt it would have been one
4: snap. I okay, bet it would have been closer he, to a quarter, which even still is a little pub- embarrassing, but it's it's absolutely not but that's, getting benched. That,
0: that, that's... Don't he, you're making a decision based on a statistic and a streak and not on football. And so that is the right thing for Eli a Manning. A streak to, that means I, I don't Ma- think. It's I the don't. right thing for Eli Manning to do to say that he doesn't want to start, but it was so messed up with the Giants to do that. This season is meaningless, and Geno Smith is not the quarterback of their future. You're
1: benching a guy for... Some dude that got punched in the face <laughs> by some other bum. This I is K ridiculous. That <laughs> has
3: nothing to do. All that says is the Jets are dysfunctional. And well, Genos is dysfunctional. I'm Somehow at you it always <laughs> comes <laughs> back to the Jets. It, it always quarterback comes back to And wasn't the Jets. good enough
0: to play for the Jets. All right.
3: The, what the Giants <laughs> should be doing is starting Davis Webb. He was a third round pick out of Cal. They no. need, if they want to find out who they got, what if he gets hurt? Brook-
2: this is ridiculous. What if okay. he gets
3: hurt?
0: The season means nothing, and neither of these guys are their future quarterback. Right. Eli Manning is one of the best players in their franchise's history. They have five games left. Just let him play it out. All we know
3: is that McAdoo is not a good head coach. The Giants are dysfunctional, just like the Jets.
1: It's... <laughs> I think first it's game a of the joke. season
0: next year, Eli should be starting. I think they have they had the team this year that could could have I gone somewhere. I agree with Dylan. I but think Eli is a great player. Players got hurt player. and their coaching was terrible. I think they could still be a playoff contender. Josh next Rosen should be starting. Blake
3: Bortles should be week, very very, very worried. Very very worried. Eli Manning's coming for his job next yeah, year. Yeah, I, I Ta- that I, Tom I Coughlin that. connection in Jacksonville. Eli Manning could make the Jaguars good a serious defense,
0: good running Eli game. Eli Manning is a starting quarterback. Absolutely.
2: For Jacksonville. For Jacksonville. Absolutely. I, Just I, not with the Giants. This I still don't shame. understand yes. how, but, although my feelings toward Eli are not that great, I still don't understand how you can bench a guy who you might, okay, the season's lost, whatever, finish it out, or at least try to finish it out strong. Like, like we've mentioned, you don't gain anything by playing Geno, Smith, and Webb. You gain absolutely nothing because none of those guys are your future. So just play out the rest of the season and try to maybe win some games for your fan base. I don't know.
4: I disagree with you saying that Davis Webb is not the quarterback of the future. They wouldn't have drafted him in the third round if he wasn't the quarterback of the future. Um, right. yeah. They the drafted guy. him this year. Like, I, I think that they botched the situation. But not because they're benching Eli Manning. I think that they botched the situation by having Geno Smith start over Davis. Well, Webb. Well, Davis is going to get right. playing time. I Davis think Webb that's part of it. Okay. Okay. They both but
1: stink. They have no But analyzing
4: in the Davis Webb is not that if really you the point. seen Davis Webb play. In I think right. that
0: Eli Manning is probably better than Davis Webb right now. He's throwing it so with left almost hand. One hundred percent certainty. I just right want to make a yeah. two-time champion.
3: I just want to make the point that this is very common. Joe Montana got pushed out of San Francisco. Peyton Manning got pushed out of Indianapolis. Brett Brett Favre. Yeah, yeah, in his his press conference, Peyton Manning's like, in life and in sports, nothing lasts forever. This concerns me about what happens in a few years with Tom Brady, because at some point... It would have already happened. At some point, (laughs) he's going to deteriorate, and I
1: wonder if New England will push him out. He should have
0: been pushed out this year for Garoppolo, and they're not going to
1: find a guy. but Brady would never say... Oh, you you, you can story. go start. You can. You well, Eli's can a take class act. Spot. That's the difference between the two. <laughs> yeah, okay. Stop. Right, I'm, now, I'm
3: I think we're all. Stop. Can we just admit we're all going to miss the Eli Manning interception face when he
2: looks ridiculous? Yeah, I, I think mean, he's still. It, that face is stuck. We're going to see it again. It's yeah. stuck forever. he's going to start for again. another team. Jacksonville. <laughs> all right. Well, that's just a nasty situation. I. I don't know. I don't. I don't Bring know back to take a Uh, So, quickly, let's go um, to the NBA. Let's talk about Fizdale uh, getting fired um, for the Grizz. Uh, He's out after benching Marc Gasol for an entire fourth quarter, who is your superstar player. Um, So, is this the Grizzlies organization choosing Gasol over Fizdale? Um, how does Gasol, does Gasol stay in Memphis, or does he move? What do the Grizzlies do about this whole thing?
1: Well, it's a good thing there's no Grizz fans in the room. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. All right. Well, um, oh. still a family show. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, as a fan of the Grizz, um, Fizdale was a was a great coach in my eyes, player's coach, always stuck up for his players. But here's his first problem. You do not mess with the best player in franchise history and we can all debate, Oh, he's not the best player. No, he is the face of that franchise I'm not debating it. He is absolutely the face. You do not mess with your franchise player. So do I think he deserved to be fired? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But the Grizz are never going anywhere special. It's going to take a long time. As long as the Warriors remain intact, the Grizzlies aren't even getting close to sniffing even a Western Conference Finals. They're going to grind into the playoffs. I believe they'll still make it. And they're going to grind throughout those games that they'll play. But other than that, it's, it's a lost cause.
0: If I'm in the Grizzlies front office and I have to decide between David Fisdale and Marcus Saul, I'm choosing Fisdale. Marcus, Saul, if it's it's a basketball decision because Marcus Saul, as great as he is for the last decade, the Grizzlies have been an average team, That's, which is the absolute uh, worst see, thing you can be in the NBA. Listen, if you're not contending or building toward contending, then you're wasting your time. Teams like the Grizzlies and the Clippers have been wasting their
1: time. They you, need, they need try to, to explain that to a Memphis fan, though they don't it, they don't understand that. I, I'm serious. I am serious. They don't understand. Tell that to Danny
0: Ainge three years ago when he traded away Paul Pierce. And Kevin I, I, I agree
1: with you, but I'm saying but for that, Grizzlies fans, Marc Gasol is like the father to them. But
0: Paul Pierce isn't important to Celtics fans. You trade him because you know that, that they're not going to get back to where they were. You can get something out of it, and then you can have it lead towards your future. Instead of taking 10 years to rebuild, it took the
1: Celtics two years to rebuild. It's just tough to say that in Memphis. It really is. I, there's there's, there's no Danny Ainge in Memphis. Yeah. No, I, has I just think talent.
3: at some point it's important to mention that Memphis is losing a really good young coach who other teams are going to hire oh, yeah. He'll very get a job quickly. quickly. <laughs> I think you know you have to figure out how to make it work with Gasol because this is a 43-year-old coach who's a future really big-time coach in this league, and just letting him go
2: for an aging superstar is not a good move. All right, so guys, quickly, I really, really quickly – History was made. LeBron James was finally ejected <laughs> for the first time in his career. Uh, people are making a big deal out of this, but I'm going to say he deserved the ejection. It's about God dang time, and re- <laughs> it was kind of ridiculous to even argue with the ref anyway, so that's my take on
4: that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I think it was warranted. I think LeBron was acting like a baby. However, I'm not a <laughs> LeBron fan, so I would say that regardless
0: I I didn't see the foul on the play. I watched it a lot, and maybe he was fouled, But they're up by twenty, and it means nothing. And he's throwing a fit out there. He's supposed to be the best player in the world. Score otherwise, it does. Uh, you're it, it. It was ridiculous. It was stupid.
1: He's having the best season of his career. Why not throw in an ejection in there too? This yeah. is he's
0: patting his stats. <laughs> this
1: is a
3: non-story and a good thing. He needs the minutes off. He's been playing a ton.
2: <laughs> I just don't understand why you have to go at a guy when you're up by 20. I, I, res- I respect the passion, though. I respect this, this Honestly, guy's livelihood. I'm, I'm hyped that ref finally, yeah, finally that ref, him. Yeah, that ref is in some real and, did out for real and did you guys hear real the ref's
3: like, post-game press conference? He was a complete savage. The reporter's like, you know, what did LeBron do to you? He's like, he came running at me. He's like, all right, well, did you give him two technicals? He's like... I gave him one, then I threw him out. <laughs> I mean, the coach, this ref was a savage. Oh, good. Gotta
2: love it. I don't know. As a as a Celtics fan, I love when LeBron cries, and I love when he actually gets punished for it, like every other player in the league. It's good to see. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to our games this week. Fellas, how did you do last week? 2-0! 1-1. Oh! One one. Hey! 2-0, uh, could, could baby. Heilman, Heilman's been balling lately, I honestly. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Heilman's been doing his thing. All right, this week, fellas... We got some good games. We got Vikings, Falcons, Seahawks, Eagles, and uh, big, big time <laughs> dilemma dilemma for Heilman. Jets versus Chiefs. Let's start off with Vikings. Had to Falcons. throw that away in for you, Heilman. Yeah,
5: no. Um, Vikings, Falcons. I'm am sticking with the Vikings. They are Case Keenum is proving me wrong every single week. Their defense
1: is balling. Julio Jones versus Xavier Rhodes should be an interesting matchup. I'm um, taking Minnesota. Uh, I like that matchup too. Rhodes versus Jones. Jones is going to win. That matchup, well, we'll and the Falcons are going to win.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm giving it to the Falcons. The Falcons are on a five-game win streak. They looked like a, like a different team recently. Julio Jones finally exploded last week after having not a quiet season, but just not the season that we know he's, cal- uh, he's capable of having. So I think the Falcons are going to make a statement win, and they're going to start marching back to trying to redeem themselves in this year's Super Bowl.
3: Gonna have to agree with my boy Heilman. Vikings are definitely gonna take this. The Vikings, Case Keenum is legit. The man's a no. beast. Yes, Case Keenum. He's
2: playing well enough. The man is. He well played outstanding last the, the
3: week. The guy is a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. The guy had to deal with the Rams disaster with Jeff Fisher last year. He's a really good quarterback on a good team.
4: Yeah, I'm going Vikings as well here. Uh, they've been unstoppable. Case Keenum has been playing very well. Don't know if he's a beast quite yet. Um, I've also gotten burned recently for just picking
2: the home team in close games, so let's let's try something else and go Vikings here. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next game, uh, Battle of the Birds: um, Seahawks, Eagles. Um, Seahawks without their Legion of Boom, um, they're going to have a tough road ahead of them. But Russell Wilson does his thing all the time. Eagles are the best team in the league right now. Uh, who wins? I'm taking Seattle for the very for the very reason you said.
5: Russell Wilson, I think, is going to come out and. And Ball, I think he's going to take this team on his shoulders and take them to the playoffs. I'm taking Seattle at home. Seahawks all the way, baby.
0: I, I'd love to give it to Seattle. I'm giving it to the Philadelphia Eagles. They're flying high, and they are the best team in the NFL, bar none. That of the room because uh, we're yeah. in New England.
1: Yes, yeah. that's correct.
3: <laughs> yeah, The Eagles are going to win this game. No, as you mentioned,
4: no Richard Sherman, no Cam Chancellor. The Eagles are going to get the W. Uh, I think that the Eagles have it. Missing the Legion of Boom is absolutely nothing to scoff at. Uh, you know, with with all three of those guys on the field, uh, they have about a 700 record, and when at least one of them is missing, they have a 500 record. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to argue that they are the most impactful people on this team, and with majority of them missing i it's not going to go well for them especially against a great team like philadelphia
2: yeah the eagles offense definitely makes that task much more difficult i think russell wilson's gonna have to score some points if they have any shot at winning this game now let's go it's the heilman to the (laughs) heilman bowl (laughs) i like that the heilman heilman bowl (laughs) jets chiefs Uh, this is a big game for the chiefs guys they got to get back on track so if they lose to the jets i don't know please play patrick mahomes
3: it's I'm Heilman's team, the Jets, against Heilman's savior, Alex Smith. I'm, I'm taking the Jets. I got <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> oh,
5: hey, let's my breakout, go. my breakout player of the year, Robbie, Robbie Anderson, Anderson. He's gonna back. have a, He dude, he's gonna be in the Pro Bowl. He's gonna have another great game. He's gonna torch. <laughs> what are you Peters. talking about? <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's, he has seven touchdowns, by the way. So uh, easy.
2: He's been good. Don't Is that all, been all been very the touchdowns good. the Jets have scored hey, you, this you, year? Yeah. Oh. Probably, I probably, you can't deny that Robbie Anderson. No, he's been
5: a good. He's been good. Yeah, so I'm taking the Jets at home. Justin just Safarian Jenkins should should have
4: another big game. Yeah, we'll see.
1: He's <laughs> just players that are just Safarian
5: Jenkins has oh been good. Oh my
1: god! Um, Remember that touchdown he should have had allegedly. <laughs> two, <laughs> two this year. I'm doing the I'm doing the Jets as well because I have to back up my San Diego or now LA Chargers um, comment earlier that they're taking the AFC West, so I'm gonna have to roll with the Jets. I'm taking the Jets. I think the the
0: Chiefs are falling what? apart. This is crazy. And the Jets. Over the years, I've never been able to sleep on the Jets because, as bad as they always are, they're always randomly like tough and gritty and able to pull out a win. And this year, they've actually seen like a decent football team at certain points of the year. And so I think that uh, a gr- a tough, gritty win for a decent team will be able to beat a good team who's falling apart in the in the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm going with the Jets. was the
3: best. Day of my Doing life. my best Stephen A. Smith impression. It pains me to say this but I think the Jets are going to win. Yeah. Oh, what, what is going now? on Let's right get a now? Full house. Let's get a
1: full house. Are you Come kidding on. me?
3: I just don't trust Alex Smith. The man's a scrub. He can't <laughs> play. The Jets, I <laughs> I mean, it's whichever team is the least bad, and I'll take the Jets for that. Okay. Uh,
4: I, think, I think Nicholas Heilman has poisoned the water here at Emerson College because everyone is losing their minds here. The Jets are not good. The Chiefs are also not good but they are significantly better than the New York Jets. So that's how I'm choosing the Chiefs. Okay. Um, I'm We're not sure words.
2: I'm not sure what just happened right now. Um, that was absurd. I'm I might shook. be in
4: shock for the I'm next shook. like week. <laughs> so can't, can't wait to be the only one so to win that So I'm gonna, I'm going to
2: I'm going to pray on on the Chiefs on and this one. And I want one. you
3: to know how many I will never ever pick the Jets again. <laughs> so enjoy the moment. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. We just had here, four people
2: the pick the Jets and One of them was Tyler. Oh, my God. This is crazy. This is crazy. All right. Well, it's been a good good episode tonight, fellas. Uh, Join us back next week on Dorm Room Sports Talk. Should be an exciting week slash weekend of sports. Peace. Adios. Doc Rivers, stop playing your son.